0: Welcome to Gumbo the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lindsay Gary. Gumbo the podcast highlights Africa and its many manifestations from the perspective of African people globally, focusing on culture and history. Its purpose is to educate, empower, connect, and liberate the African diaspora. And I'm really, really excited about today's episode because we're going to be discuss, discussing African culture through the lens of Dan. And on top of that, this episode is a collaborative episode with my new podcast called Dance Africana Dance Podcast. And Dance Africana Dance Podcast highlights the African dance tradition from Houston, Texas, all the way to the African continent. Its episodes specifically celebrate Black dance artists of the past, present, and future, the history of Black dance sensations, and African and diasporic dances from around the globe. So today's guests are going to be talking about all things African dance from the perspective of their particular location. And so we're joined by three amazing guests. We have Agibu Buhuwali Sadu, um, hailing from Burkina Faso. We also have Diana Akini Odiambo from Kenya. And we have the new doctor, uh Emmanuel Kujo, who's coming from Ghana. And so I'll start with introducing Agibu. Um now he has an extensive uh biography like Our other guests, So I'm going to give you the the short version, but he's the winner of the highly selective and prestigious U.S. State Department Fulbright Scholarship in 2018 and 2019, um, the Center for Ballet and the Arts at New York University Fellow from 2020 to 2021, Joe's Pub Grant Beneficiary in 2021. He's also the director of the In-N-Out Dance Festival located in Burkina Faso, which happens annually and brings people together from around um, the world to celebrate dance in Africa. Diana, is, Diana Odiambo is a freelance dancer and choreographer from Kenya, where she lives and works. She's skilled in contemporary dance, modern African dance and hip hop technique, and is passionate about dance techniques around the African aesthetic. She's also a, uh, a student of Jermaine Akoni technique, uh, located in Senegal and practices traditional uh, dances from her her home country of Kenya. Kujo Emanuel was a tenure track and ACM Andrew Mellon Faculty Fellow at St. Olaf Dance Department and a new PhD in dance where he obtained his PhD in dance from Temple University. He has created and performed extensively with the resident theater company of the University of Ghana as well as Ghana Dance Ensemble and has continued to build his legacy here now that he is in the United States. So we have, as you can see, an amazing lineup of guests. And so I really wanna get into our conversation. And we'll start off with um, Dr. Cujo, Dr. Emmanuel Cujo. So tell us about, you know, a little bit about where you're from and the traditions of dance there and how do you use those traditions to connect with culture?
1: Thank you so much. You're welcome. And also my my wonderful uh, colleagues were here to share with us this wonderful, powerful topic that is very uh, rich from all angles. Yes, I'm from Ghana, West Africa. And then, um, as an African, um, from childhood, I was supposed to dance as part of my culture. And uh, somehow I was born in a palace. My dad was a chief. So from infancy, I got used to the dance and also how It portrays our culture. I must say that in African dance, I know the word African dance is very problematic because uh, the word Mm -hmm. African dance, uh, for me, it's something that uh, relegates and minimizes the potentials in Africa as a continent. And so I know it's a different debate on that, but I'll, I'll prefer to use dance from Africa, which gives me the leverage to be very specific in my context. Uh, African dance as, as is being used just for the sake of this podcast, uh, is part of, 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 of our way of life, it's our culture. And I must say that, um, our dance expresses, um, our feelings, our worship It's a social communication and a way that we communicate to our ancestors and also with people around us. i must also say that, you know, African dance, Southern Africa, uh, it's a movement system that talks about how people preserve their cultural heritage. And so when you see a dance from Africa, you're not just seeing the movement system, you're so seeing the performance art. Within the within the dance you could see drama, dramatic elements in them. Within the dance you can see musical part. Within the dance you can also see the dancing itself. So it's the performance art in totality. You cannot divorce the music and the dance in a theater from each other. And also I must say that dance is a cultural form because within these dances, I enshrined our ideals and philosophical, um, 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 beliefs. And so when you see somebody dance from Africa, you should understand that it's not for entertainment per se as people perceive it, but it's a form of cultural continuity. And if you are somebody coming from a scholarship background or somebody who embodied dance, realize that. We communicate through our, dance, our dances, so it's a language. It's a language. I want to read a book of, uh, I mean, uh, I think Opoku, he's a scholar, a Ghanaian scholar. It was very emphatic that our dance is a language, a mode of expression and communication. And I, must, I also say that dance is also part of our life. You grow up dancing, uh, you crawl dancing, growing a rite of passage, birth, marriage, initiation, um, taking off title during death, uh, we do a bit and piece of our dance forms. So you don't need to go to maybe a dance college or dance university to know how to dance if you're within certain communities. Uh, this is are inevitable, you'll be part of the dancing community and dance is life itself because people drum, people dance to to, to earn a living and within African mythology, uh, you can stop dancing when you die, when you are lay on the coffin. So as long as you are alive as African person, you are dancing. So if you ask me this question, I, I will say that dance is part and parcel of of our culture, and 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 dance has been used as a vehicle, as a conduit to preserve our culture. Without dance, I don't think uh, Africans may be able to reconnect or uh, or forge ahead to the future. Thank you so much.
0: Yes, thank you so much. You said a, a lot of amazing things, and I want to uh, pass it over. Um, to Agibu, to see your thoughts. I mean, coming from you know Burkina Faso, which is north of Ghana, are there any similarities in your thought process around it? I know we've actually had a conversation about the idea of African dance, and you know, and uh, he touched on that a little bit. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about that from your perspective?
2: Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, greeting to all my my family member over there. My colleague. Uh, Kojo and Diana. Um yeah, uh Kojo already uh uh said and a, a lot and thank you Kojo for saying the dance of Africa because I'm going in the, the same direction. You know, uh and I will say to just uh support you uh African dances in my uh Bamana Franco English. No. <laughs> yeah, so um but uh, what I would like to uh to to add and, and keep supporting and going to the same, dire- same direction. For me, um, African dances uh, can be divided into two categories. Mm-hmm. The first one is uh, what uh, we call uh, sacred dances, S-A-C-A-G-E. uh Strict form of, you know, uh, of everything related to, to worship, to initiation and then the second part they say the second uh, uh, uh um, the other side i will call it uh, profane uh p r o f a n e profane are these dance what i call today contemporary dance so contemporary dance used to exist in africa since uh you know the beginning of this world so in profane we are allowed to uh what i i will say we are allowed to spicy our dance the way we want. Okay, so that will be bring a bit to this form of entertainment to join my my brother my brother Koyo. and um in in coming from Mandingo kingdom and Mandingo uh, was one of the biggest kingdom in this world. Uh. And mandingo is so so huge, so I can just talk a bit about you know and, and, and Burkina size and and Mali and Mali size. Let's talk about our our traditional mask form from Bubu tribes. You know uh, the mask dance. Uh, when when we worship this uh, kind of dance, as Kujo said, is not to entertain, is to be in communication with those who already uh, passed. Our ancestors, Yeah, yes, after, right. Yes. And and translate also their message to those who are still living in this uh, in this in this world. So uh, but what what one once again for me it's really important to know that uh, uh all our dances were not sacred. You know, there were some dances, what we call contemporary were some some dances, uh what which we use to um uh you know to create is not is not the and and this one sort of this I have nothing to do with something really strict that's the only thing i would like to to add thank you
0: okay yeah thank you so much for that um for separating those two because i think um both of y'all are touching on the fact that there is when we talk about african dance it really is dance in africa right it is there are so many dances all over the continent it's a huge country continent 54 55 uh, countries with each country having so many different um groups uh within Mm. it right and then you have different Mm. traditions around all those groups right more than one dance it's like each group has one dance right for one type of dance Mm -hmm. that is done so it's it's really important to understand that and i want to bring in uh, diana about this too because you're coming from the other side of africa you're coming from the east and kenya and can you talk to us a little bit about you know your culture so i know you come from both luo and the louia uh, cultures right so can you talk a little bit about those and what uh
3: role dance plays in those cultures uh thank you Lindsay. And I would like to say hi to my two colleagues over there, Agibu and uh, the same one. And I would just basically say there's so much difference between the Luo and the Muya, because these two cultures are more like they are merged by separated by so little, like tiny details, you know? Like we share names. Uh, we, you find that some Muyas have the same name as Luo's. And we also share more of our traditional cultures in terms of funeral rides, right, marriage rides, right, and also some celebration rides. Right. So it's just a bit of tiny things that are done here and there. And yeah, I'm saying that there are uh, two cultures, but they're, they're not that different. They are almost the same. They're just separated like tiny details, you know? And as I was saying that we find that in our culture, the law. Cause my dad is a law and my mom is a new We border each other. We're just separated by some tiny border. We're just like next to each other, and they share some different things in terms of maybe just their staple code. But most of these traditional rights in terms of dance, even the funeral rites, the wedding ceremonies, the celebrations, they're just the same. We share the same names, so um. Dance also brings us together in terms of we have different languages Lu and Luya speak different languages, but also they share some they borrow they borrow words from each other, but are mm-hmm. just spoken in different ways you know and the language that in Dan that we speak is um uh, also the same you know brings us together by by the movements that we have like in Luya we have a lot of movement with the shoulders. And, Noor, you also find there's the movement to the shoulder, but yeah, deaf-eyed being, you know, weak, like Hutuak. Okay, good. Yeah, that's so interesting. I remember when uh, we were in
0: Senegal, <laughs> learning the dance steps, and I could see a lot of similarities um, based off what you're saying and what we did. So thank you for that. And I also wanted to talk about, um, circle back to the particular cultures that um, all of you come from. So I know. Uh, you mentioned Agibu, the the Mandinka culture. Can you talk a little bit about that contextually overall? And then the same thing for Cujo, You know, covering the information about the Ashanti people.
2: Cool. Um, thank you so much, Paul. Um, again for this 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 question. Uh, for me, <clears throat> I will just try to uh, you know, I'll try <laughs> because. It's not easy to talk about Mendingo. as I said. Uh, Mendigo Empire was the biggest at that time empire in terms of, uh, in 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 Africa, and it was in West Africa. Just to give an idea, uh, um, you know, actually uh, those countries that I will going to name now, like one part of Burkina and Senegal, uh, a part of Ivory I Coast. Uh, Niger, uh, Guinea, Gambia, Liberia, a part of Mauritania. Uh uh so that uh, 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 I talked about Guinea. So it was like actually nine to 11 ca- West African countries was part of Mendingo Kingdom. And Mendingo was the place where uh the first time ever people talk about human rights in uh, 12, 30, 30, 36. So in Mendingo I came from Bobo tribe and my city is Bobo Dulaso, in actual Burkina Faso. So, uh, talking about Bobo, we were like enemies before, uh, we got to know, uh, all those important uh, religion. So we deal in anime, uh, we deal a lot with uh, assessor worship. So annually, we have what we call uh, the big funeral. So I will just talk about the big funeral quickly to give you in, uh, you know, in our context, maybe it's the same uh, uh, in, in Ghana, Could you can let me know uh, with um, uh, uh, Diana also, uh, when someone passed, in our context, in Bobo tribe, mm-hmm. we we celebrate the funeral like quickly, but we wait one year to celebrate all the uh, those people who die in the same year. It makes sense what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we wait one year to do like a collective uh, funeral mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. allow uh, those soul. Who's what who is um, who are in between to join the ancestor? Mm. so during the annual funeral we have uh the big mask dance mm-hmm. so uh and this is another another process. so I, I just would like to to open this thing. I don't know if it's same in Ghana. Do you do like do you wait one year to do uh annual funeral or you do it like right away? That's the question I'm opening.
1: Well, uh, to to you. Mm. thank you so much, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Professor. It's it's very important that uh, we draw certain commonalities that quote uh, yeah. the cultures, and I can relate to that uh, statement or that question. Uh, but within Ghanaian communities, it depends on um, the, the ethnic group. For example, uh, I've witnessed some communities that they wait after one year to do what you said. In, in, in that vein, they try to really save money, save time, and make sure that other members are around to celebrate their deaths. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, such event or uh, rituals happening at the same time in some part of Ghana, not every ethnic group in Ghana. So mm-hmm. I have witnessed such event before that uh, there's a, a calendar slot that maybe every December we do one general funeral to celebrate anybody who passed from January to this to November. So mm-hmm. they have that, especially when you go to the re- remote villages, they do that. So that people mm-hmm. can really save money, save time, save resources, right? They will not repeat or misuse resources and also abuse time. As mm-hmm. a question, I, 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 I it, it happens in Ghana, but not every ethnic group. Yes. Thank you.
0: Uh, and what about in, in oh, were you going to, oh yeah, I was going to say, were you going to add something else? Go ahead, go ahead.
1: Oh yeah, uh, you asked about a question about Asante dance stuff. So, uh, I like what my brother said about uh, the two classification about the dance, the sacred one, what do you say about the profane or the secular dances? In mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ghana, for example, I'm an Asante from a Khan ethnic group. There are some dances that are very sacred, that um, they are restri- they are restrictive. That means it is limited to people. Who must perform that dance. For example, there are con music and dance from Akans or the Yeve from the Aways of of, of, of of Ghana. And so within these sacred dances, you must be a member of the initiation group to be able to perform such dances. They are sacred. So it's not open to everybody, even though you can see it and watch it, but you must go certain rudiments to be part, to be initiated into that dance form before you can participate. Uh, to, to also piggyback on the types you mentioned, within this classification, we have different forms that are within these two dances we classified. Uh, we have royal dances, for example, within Asante people Akete Dance, which I did my PhD on, is a royal dance for the Asante people. It was a reserve for the Asante monarch, uh, for so many years and centuries until 1963 that uh, permission was given to be staged on a national stage, like Ghana's Ensemble, when God gained its independence from British rule for over hundred years. So within these Royal Dances, yeah, uh, they are performed basically uh, for the chief, for the queen mothers to enjoy and to recollect sentiments mm-hmm. of the ancestors. And so they use semiotic systems of communication to make sure that, um, Understand. But right now, it can be performed everywhere. Even though it, it be open to the public, there are certain gestures that, like the Wakanda movement. You cannot do that when a king is in, is in state. You must reserve that for the king. And we can also get into the war dances. We can understand that during those times in Africa, we, there were some battles among ethnic groups. You must survive. So their performance uh, were reserved for men and women that, that were trained to protect their communities, like the Achaqba Kodan from the Ewe people, the the, the, the Nagala from the uh, Upper East, close to Burkina as well. And so we have the court dances as well. Court dances are very, very similar to the with the sacred dances. Uh, Mm -hmm. They are are, are like the, the you must be a chief priest or a chief priestess. They are restricted. You cannot just jump into it because, oh, I can dance, you know. Like the voodoo, the voodoo dances, these are sacred form of dance that are reserved for people that are trained to be within that jurisdiction. And then we have the social dances that is, as you mentioned, the buffet ones, we can spice it up, we can ask stuff to it, we can make it our own, which is the new traditional forms of, of Africa, like Balogo, Bima, Agbaja, with we do all that. So within Asante culture, there are certain types of dances that portrays the people and their cultural belief system. So in as much as we are talking about these dance forms, it's important that we, we, we categorize certain forms so that we we, we don't we, we, we communicate within context. Mm-hmm. The reason why our brothers isn't is that when we are African, they think, oh, they are just sweating and jumping and that's it. But we did, there are many layers within these African dances. Mm-hmm. Right. African, and uh, we highlight these things. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, yeah,
0: And. And I, and, and I want to ask Diana, uh, can you uh, talk a little bit more about that too on your end? Because I don't know if you caught all of what they were saying uh, with the connection issues, but you know, they're basically talking about the different types, the different categories within the culture. You have some dances that are, you know, secular, some that are more sacred, and you know, you can even further divide or, you know, categorize even out of those uh, categories. So how does that um uh, relate to, or how is it different
3: to dances in Kenya, even within your culture or outside of it? Uh, I was saying like starting from the one we are talking about, the funeral right yeah. Like we have a dance that means we have it's called Teroguru. It's for chasing away like that's great. You remember I talks about it in uh telegonia there. So in in the in the dance we have only men doing it and they have to put on a certain regalia to do it with some mm-hmm. their shield that sort of spear to do the dance. So they'll do this to chase away the dead spirit from the hope. And also before the burial of this person that has died or the disease, we have uh fourteen rituals that are carried out. Like we have the announcement, the ritual of the dead weight where they call close relatives and the disease of the disease to remain inside the house are a number of days, and then we also have um, uh, the grave digging and the other rituals continuing. So in this, after all this, before they bury the disease, they have to do this dance. It's just how they get ready for moving news and then they're And also we have a dance called Dodo Dance that is performed with women who put on special cards. Uh, this dance is also done in beer parties. And you find that now culture is evolving. You see the dances like Teruburu that was strictly for funerals. Right now, you find that people are doing it even in weddings, you know, just for entertainment purposes. They'll be having that, I think, because of the jazz that they were using and the type of music, it's kind of entertaining. So people have uh, taken it into a different note and now using it in entertainment. We also have these people perform the same dozens in the national holidays, just to showcase the different parties we have yes
0: and i and i remember you i remember seeing those videos too so thank you all for sharing i want to ask a, a couple of more questions um regarding this cuz there's so much that's being stated um the first question is you know how have um you know imported cultural customs and religious beliefs so you know you know other people who have come to Africa let me say that from various parts of the world how has that impacted if if any how has that impacted the traditions of dance in Africa so for example we know that dance in Africa is spiritual it's a lot of times there's a sacred connection not all dances are sacred right not all dances have that spiritual purpose but there are many right that have that that connection and they connect us to you know, the the natural world around us, they they connect us to, you know, higher powers, to um, ancestors, right? Like, it's hard to, that, you know, to remove that from that context. So have outside cultures influenced that connection, that sacred connection to dance? Or do you feel like that's something that has been uh, maintained despite, you know, the infiltration of different cultures and religions? on the continent and this could be you know whoever wants to hop in and, and share
2: uh, okay maybe i will jump in uh, ask, after uh, the support of my friends um, uh, that's a good a good <laughs> it's a good question a good question because um you know i was born in a very huge uh muslim family and at the same time, as I thought before I'm a Bobo and Bobo used to be enemies before. And, uh, for me, I'm trying to understand better. What's the meaning of enemies? This world. I don't understand.
0: Right. But- and I was <laughs> gonna- Yeah. I was gonna <laughs> ask you
2: about that. yeah, it? I don't, I don't know. I just borrowed, the, I borrowed the, the word, but I honestly don't know what is the meaning of enemies for me. I say I'm trying to follow. My ancestor uh, spirituality, mm-hmm. which I have no name, because uh, everybody has an ancestor and they have their own way to worship God, the unique and the only one. right, coming that being that, 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 that said, uh, uh, why I'm, I'm, I was smiling at the same time because uh, uh, what, when my father father, my grandfather uh, became a Muslim. He said that, uh, Islam, uh, it's forbidden to dance. That's what mm-hmm. they say.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and, and now me being a dancer, I performing, uh, having chance to perform in 38 countries in four continents, touring a lot. So I'm still asking myself, I said, but okay, my dance, my tribe dance, my community dance is to worship our and there is nothing there is no uh, sexual uh, connotation and it's only to be in connection with ancestors and the supreme entity. So why do we think that this dance had to be uh, a and it's forbidden? Mm-hmm. While I'm not talking about every uh, uh, Muslim dance, and I will just take one example, what they call belly dance. Mm-hmm. So it. It's really clear for me, maybe I'm wrong, but it's really clear. <laughs> it's really clear for me that this dance is a kind of, uh, I'm going to borrow another word, it's kind of exhibition of woman body. And so, uh, and okay. For me, if Arabic people say, okay, this is not good for their religion, it's okay. But bring this thing to my community and ask us to, to cancel our spirituality cancel our uh sacred dance there is something wrong and i'm trying to to understand so yes there is this big uh, uh i would say misunderstanding or miscommunication in my area i don't know if it's like everywhere but those who become muslim are trying to uh, erase all their past and i strongly believe that If you see a tree uh, broken by the wind, it means that this tree has more branches than roots. It's really important to look for our roots and trying to understand rather than following branches. I will stop here.
0: Mm, Interesting. Diana, did you have anything about that? I think we've also had conversation that you want to add to this, you know, about how that could you know could possibly impact or has impacted
3: you know the traditional dances in your area yeah uh as you mentioned like the muslim i think for me being that majority of the religious is dancing, anything there well, the other religion i see that from uh, my own perspective, 15th it has pit. The tradition is that the same way as in Spain, people move away from the cartel, dance and avoid this, uh, this traditional practice. Theory. Like most of people know that the know they know that it's uh mutual. Uh, they do the dance just to make somewhere for entertainment, you know. So like I said, it's important because it's now not done for the main purpose that it was used to be done for by our artists and uh the book right now bear need or something else it would have affected me back it has changed the you know of the traditional dance. Hmm.
1: Thank you so much. Uh that's a wonderful um uh, point. Thank you colleagues. Uh I'll take you from um way back during the the time Africa was being colonized. Uh when Berlin Conference was initiated. During the Eurocentric uh, colonial, uh, I would say, re- imaging and invention of Africa, our indigenous dance forms, our cultural expressions, practices, and ways of life were erased and replaced with European traditions. Wow. So, uh, uh, like the imposition of Eurocentric ways of thinking, when you see African dancers, oh, this barbaric, this
2: devilish,
1: Doing, <laughs> yeah. our doing, being what was part of the practice of generalizing what the African as a dark, empty, esoteric and a civilized world continent. Yeah. So this colonial, uh, imper- like imperatives for fabricating uh, Africa as, 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 as a less intelligent continent really devastated the continent. So I'm coming from that colonial perspective and also Mm -hmm. breaking down to, um, uh, the labeling of the name African dance, as I mentioned earlier, homologizing our culture or some of the ways that really affected our dance forms. Mm -hmm. So you could, you could tell that we don't have European dance or Asian dance, but we have African dance. Mm -hmm. So now, labels or terms such as African dance, West African dance, East African dance, among others, carry you no know, it meanings. What does it do? It diminishes the diversity of the dance traditions. Mm-hmm.
2: Perfect.
1: Perfect. So, consistently, the invention of Africa can be seen in how they label the, the continental dances consistently in academia, in research, in media. Is everywhere. So the issue, it's a very deep issue about the effect yeah. of of, of other cultures in Africa, in terms of religion, in terms of custom, in terms of economy. Right now, it's very hard to say you are a dance scholar and also, uh, 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 also has other belief system because, oh, you are schooling here. Mm, they don't teach you the right thing. You are, you know, there's so many confusion among us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just wanted to understand that in as much as we are going through all these challenges, I blame both us and also other people because uh, so our cultures are multifunctional. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. We documented our dances in so many forms, but in academia now, people want to see written books to to claim the, oh, that, oh, that, that's, that, that's scholarship, but we go oh, um... way back than writing books and papers, your body mm-hmm. is an archive. Right. I'll never, I'll never. To our body as an archive to, to draw from that and also be able to tell our own stories. So it's about, you know, uh, the, 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 concept and the terms and, and certain systems have been put in place to cripple the diversity of, 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 our dances. And to me, when dances were seized. When drums were seized, they went extinct. So dance have, uh, have gone extinct. We can't see them anymore. And these have interrupted with our customs and our traditions. And so we have to, as Africans born here in the diaspora, have to own up and let our voice behave. We must center our voice, Afrocentricity. Mm-hmm. Right. We must center mm-hmm. our voice. We must now come out and talk about what the dance means to us. Because we need the dancing form Something tell you, oh, why are you shaking your body too much? That's not good. But within the African aesthetics, <laughs> it's part of our element. I and mean, mm-hmm. you have like to shake it, you roll it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man, why are you jumping too much. You have to be slow. You know, every dance and its own aesthetic accompaniment, the polyrhythmic nature, the polycentrism, the cavalinia, the epic memory, the repetition <laughs> is part of, of, of our dance forms. But when you bring the dance and put it on European stage, it goes to certain scrutiny. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. we disconnect the ideals, we disconnect our culture, we disconnect our philosophies. So trying to please certain culture is, is not helping our continent mm-hmm. in our dance forms. We must be bold and say, this is what we believe in. This is our mm-hmm. culture. And that's how we might represent it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If that- yeah, Yep. Thank, thank that, you. Phil, oh, sorry to you, Thank you so blah, much Doctor, uh,
2: saying that. You know, uh, it's really important what, what you are saying. Uh, when I was like while teaching and I talk about one of our uh, sacred dance form and I talk about the dance of Como and I said Komo is the spiritual entity and then you need to be initiated to see. But uh, you need first to be initiated and you need to be male because female cannot see. And it was like kind of scandal because people in this country cannot understand that. And then then hit, you know, the idea to this, uh, <laughs> sorry, separation of gender. I say, Hey, the world is not, the world doesn't stop in the border of the U S and mm. about that. Your, 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 your rule or your context is not the belly button of the world. The world is wide, so open yourself to other culture and try mm. to understand. Don't want don't don't ask them to be like you. We are different. That's why we are beautiful. We are different and diverse. That's why we feel ourselves. You know, in this, in this, yeah, in this. Uh, I will use one word that uh, Doctor Gary will love. This in this container, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's really, it's really important to have like a voice here for our our brother and sister, African diasporic people who are here to stand and write the voice in, in order to reach, you know, those who need to be reached out.
0: Yeah. And I, and I, well, y'all are saying so many awesome things and I, and I want to add to this, I think uh, one of my questions was going to be about, you know, how do we maintain the dances? You know, because, you know, even when I was um, uh, talking to some people from Senegal, we were talking about all the different dances, obviously, that are in the country, but how so many of them, you know, are on the continent, you know, uh, hard to locate. You know, many people don't even know how to do them, and they grew up in Senegal. They they only know Sabah, you know, a lot of people. And, you know, I remember that blowing my mind as somebody who's from the diaspora, who is craving you know, connecting to traditional dances from Africa, you know, we obviously have our own dances here that we've created in the diaspora, but wanting that connection and to hear that some of those things are being, uh, taken for granted, you know what I mean? That that blew my mind to hear that. So how, how can we, I want to, I want to bring this to, to Diana. How can we work to really maintain the dances? You know, does it take, you know, uh, because some of us don't even know what they are, right? Like they may know the name, and maybe we so have seen elders doing them. But how do we maintain them? How do we preserve them? Um, Kujo, one thing I'll never forget you said, and I always use that, and I always give you credit for the saying, is you said that our elders are our libraries. You know, I never forget that you said that, <laughs> and you know, and I use it. But like, how do we you? How do we tap into our elders? How do we tap into our traditions to make sure that they stay alive while at the same time, you know, creating new things, adding the spice, Um, you know, I think all of us here are choreographers, so not everything is gonna come, uh, it's not gonna be just, you know, something that you're repeating that you did before, but how can we find new ways within our own tradition? Because tradition doesn't necessarily mean that it's ancient. Something can be a a new creation that's created from a a certain culture and tradition still, you know, so how how do we have that, how do we maintain those things while still you know creating. So I'm I'm gonna give that to 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 Diana to share first about your thoughts on that.
3: Uh I'll say like before even I answer that, I feel like uh something that has really been there and has I uh, have been really struggling with for me is this disconnect that has been there between the elders and the current generation, you know. Like because uh, the past past, pass knowledge and ca- about culture and everything, the dark you'll get from generation to generation. But I know from here, it's like, it has stopped, there's a gap. And for me, I would say like, even to learn about the new dance and the tradition, I have to go by myself and look for people who know it. And the people who know it are very scarce, you know, they're not mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. you have to find people who originally know it for you to find it. And even if you find information about your culture, it has been written by a foreigner. It's not someone who knows about mm-hmm. it. So I feel like it it needs to start like within, uh, within ourselves, like maintaining, like continuing the fasting of the mirror. Because as you have said, as the seminar are said, our body is the library. It keeps on going and transforming to another person and translating to another person. But if it stops, there's a gap, and you have to look for it somewhere else. Then there's uh, this variation coming and a lot of different things that even some were not even originally there. Yeah, I could say that it distorts the whole thing and the mm. whole culture that we have. Mm.
1: That's powerful. Uh, uh, thank you so much for that wonderful suggestion. Yeah, I agree with you totally. There's a, there's a huge gap. Well, and I think first of all, I must look at one, i look at education. There must be an Afrocentric education.
0: Yes. What do you mean by Afrocentric? Yeah. What do we mean by that?
1: <laughs>
0: <Okay>.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> my host, want to start this want to start this discussion. Wonderful. <laughs> so, <my laughs> Afrocentricity, you know, is a critical perspective that places African ideals at the center of an analysis in relation to African African culture and traditions. So, as as my colleague Lina said written by foreigners. There's not there's nothing the wrong somebody writing from other other lens. But it's important that the indigenous people write their tell their own story. So African you see give us the African the viewpoint to create its own intellectual world stories. It focuses or centers uh, the African experience. So so that means we must educate ourselves within our our traditional lenses. Very important. Because if we have people writing about Afri- African dance forms, and they write with no discernible African culture element, and they aim at distancing more themselves from African culture. We have people who produce stuff about African culture, but they have little knowledge about historical knowledge about these people. Mm-hmm. So we have to understand that it's a very it's a very big thing. it's not only about what you see and what you feel, but there must be an aphrocentric education for us to respect our other people. Growing up, I can't even talk to my other people, eyeball to eyeball, because mm-hmm. I was told to bow down my head and listen to them. Now we are being brainwashed in a way that when we see other people, we think they are empty. They don't know anything. What mm-hmm. we can use internet, we can use WhatsApp, social media. We think we know everything. Mm-hmm. But they are the custodian. They are the libraries. They are the story units. So there must be a thorough, we must humble ourselves and go and learn from our elders. Mm-hmm. Secondly, we must encourage events. I like my, uh, my brother, that is having this events, that like he goes to Burkina Faso, you know, to bring people together and scholars and artists and choreographers. It is that exchange that we can learn from each other. We must encourage if African event festivals that we can see, we can showcase our, our culture and our history and our heritage. Oh. And this can be done when we have funds, resources. And what right. we are doing now is part of the education. You podcast. We are sharing our knowledge from Kenya, from Burkina, from Ghana, Eastern Africa, mm-hmm. Western Africa. We are, mm-hmm. we, we are, building each other. The human resource is very important. We mm-hmm. are building each other strongly. So when I'm talking from an point of view, I know a brother from Burkina Faso who's going to give me another level. I know a sister from Kenya, Diana, who's going to take down to the moon. So we have to encourage a collaborative work as well. Mm-hmm. We must, we must yeah. work, do workshop together, publish together, even publish, program together, mm-hmm. we, do event together, so that we can connect, we can bridge this gap among us, <laughs> <laughs> well we are one people, but we have one mother but different fathers, That's I said, mm-hmm. and we must understand that as long as we, we stay separated, we can never achieve our main goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There must be conferences, there must be workshops that, that we can celebrate our culture. We shouldn't wait for us to turn in abstracts. Oh, I've been selected for this. We can do it ourselves and start doing that. Mm-hmm. And through that, we can be able to bring everybody in. And for me, it's very sad that, uh, uh, at times when I resetting works, I get verses where, where are my, my brothers and sisters? Why are their voices? Mm-hmm. We are not just dancing alone. You know? We can write. We are, mm-hmm. we, we are scholars. We are philosophers. Mm-hmm. We are not just, we are not just to be interviewed and put out there. Mm-hmm. We must write our own stories, write out, because we have embodied this dance for more than centuries. And
2: it's, and and it's inscribed on our bodies. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, thank you. I will just add by saying that, uh, one thing is really clear. Africa won't die. Oh, correct. That's clear. Africa won't die. So, it starts with Africa, it will end with Africa.
0: Mm, that's right.
2: That's crystal clear. So all we can do, uh, my friend and and family member already shared, they they, uh, uh, gave already very good idea. So we only have to decide to to be part of this uh, positive change Mm. or not. But mm-hmm. if we are part, that is good. If we are not part, it will still going on. So that I, I just would like to say that our dances won't die. Our culture won't die. Mm-hmm. But uh, being in this contemporary life right now, my my friend said, we need to archive also. We need to find a way to archive for those who are coming after us. Me, I, I'm I'm with uh, a lot of family members working on what we call uh, the archive of African ancient science and knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh uh Dr. Gary, we already I know we spoke a long time about uh this uh, what I call uh, uh the ancestor of binary code.
3: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: So we are archiving this kind of thing because this is, it's also our body, as Dr. Kujas said, it's our library, it's our archive. So how do we translate this body archive into something writing or in something uh, audible, into something visual Mm. in Mm. order, order, in order also to, uh, I will use this uh, word to conquest another world, which is Western. Mm -hmm. And we must also bring uh, uh, dance study in our school. I am so, you know, uh, grateful to Ghana government who did it. I know so many, in Nigeria, Kenya, I don't know, but in Burkina Faso, we don't have dance in school. Mm. Really? uh, We don't. Yeah. And, And let, and let me tell you something today, if you take the Honestly, without, you know, uh, putting flower in ourselves, there is no other African country with two in contemporary way, more than Burkina Faso. There is not, mm-hmm. but we don't have dancing in school. Mm-hmm. So the thing is today, I'm glad I'm here. I got tenure track teaching position, but I'm teaching my U.S. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. How about Burkina Faso? I'm from Burkina Faso. Mm-hmm. I can go back to teaching in Ghana. I will go back to teaching Mali,
2: but uh, that being said, Burkina is not the only country. But African countries have to come together and say, "Hey, we need also to use the contemporary way to archive our thing." So Mm -hmm. let's call our fellow who are abroad and share together what is shareable. Mm. Yeah, I will stop here.
0: Yes, this is this is this is so powerful. I think I have a lot of. Y'all already know my wheels are turning. <laughs> you know, um, you know, everything that you all are saying is is so uh, spot on and it's so inspiring. And I think it's really powerful to say that, you know, we won't die. We're gonna still be here because it, and Diana touched on this too by calling it a gap. And you notice I wasn't using the, the phrase lost. That I wasn't I wasn't using the phrase like destroyed, because I do believe that even if there's something that we may be fully connected with or aware of there's still ways that those things live in our bodies and our spirits we're still connected to our ancestors there's still ways that we can re uh engage you know what i mean so i think um always remember that and especially for those of us who are in the diaspora it's, it's important as well because a lot of times we feel you know distant you know from something or you know you have how many you know hundreds of years and how many hundreds of miles removed you know, from the continent, but it's something for us to also remember in a diasporic uh, context that those things are still there and we still have each other on whatever side of the world we're on and we can engage each other, support each other to make sure that we're building together and preserving um, who we are. And so I know we do have to, you know, wrap up a little bit of the conversation, but Um, I do want to say that this is encouraging. It's not going to be the last time, you know, we (laughs) have this type of conversation. Obviously we have, um, both Gumbo, the podcast and Dance Africana, Dance Africana Dance podcast now as well to continue to engage. But I want to, um, make sure that we get a chance to share how people can stay in contact with you all. And, you know, if you have any events coming up, um, you know, whether that's, um, a performance, a workshop, or if you have a social media page or website you want to share, that would be great. If you have any just final thoughts, um, brief final thoughts that you want to share. Um, so we can start with, uh, let's go ahead and start with Cujo with that information.
1: Final thought? My information. Final
0: thought. Okay. Yeah, final thought and your information.
1: <laughs> final thought. Uh, uh, my brother from Burkina, he almost made me cry that... After independence, we don't have a dance school in Burkina Faso. I think I I'll give you that, that mandate to push for this agenda because in Ghana, after independence, Kwame Nkrumah, our first president, saw the importance of dance in galvanizing and also uniting the Ghanaian people after after independence. Because Ghana was, was not the same after hundred years of colonization, and so he charged uh, other scholars, uh, Mario Poku and then Ketia, the renowned professor and scholars in musicology and dance studies, to go to every village in Ghana to pick our dance forms and bring the national dance company to represent our culture. Dance was used as a tool to unite the Ghanaian population. And I said, no, I cannot end here as a dance company. Let's make a school out of it. So after we had the school performing arts. Dance, music, theater, and African studies, and many other countries came to learn from this template. So I, 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 will be glad if you have certain ideas we can be content and help you to maybe set up this ball rolling uh, through the Ministry of Culture and and, and Arts in your know, country, so that we, they, there's a template already laid down there. There's a template that we can build upon, and I, I believe it takes someone to initiate something. I think you are the one to do it. I want to support you Absolutely. that we have a dance company, a dance, dance school in the country know, because you guys mm-hmm. are so talented and, and I really want to see people know that dance not just at the festival, at the, at the funeral. Dance can also be learned and also be studied at the university level. So mm-hmm. thankful for, uh, for my, I have said events coming up, um, I have a conference in Ghana, ICTM. I was selected to talk about decolonizing African studies, African dance. Uh, it happening in July, in West Ghana, and also I have um, uh, f- a faculty production happening here in our dance 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 department. I'll be staging uh, a, chore- a choreography entitled "Our Dancing Moving Bodies." I'll talk about a racialized body, medicalized body, yeah, uh, disabled body, uh, uh, able body, uh, and all those bodies. The colonized bodies. So these are works that I'm doing. And also I'm I'm also uh, finishing my, my article with uh, Dr. Kovo, uh, our I D. I'll publish very soon as well. Uh, I'm not very active on social media.
0: <laughs> you said
1: that yeah. you, you said after you became a PhD you will become active. Well white Exactly. And I, I got a lot week, <laughs> so I am not I'm gonna I'm not gonna start my social media handles. I said after my PhD, I'll not go to social media. So I'll start very soon. But I'm gonna have my email manual double M A N U E L C U D J O E at Gmail.com. M M A N U E L C U D J O E at Gmail.com or Kuju1 at stolab.edu. So you can find Facebook too, is Manuel Kujo. So these are my handles so far, but uh, I, I'll i go back to have all this Twitter, WhatsApp, and the things, uh, as I promised. <laughs> <laughs> I yes, Thank you.
0: <laughs> thank you so much. And uh, Akini, can you share as well what you have coming up? Any final thoughts on how we can uh, keep up with you? Yeah. And I
3: want to say, like, thank you for having us fancy. And I'm glad, like, we are having these conversations. By this conversation, that means we are starting with the baby steps of making the change. And this conversation at the beginning of the change, that is, we want all this to become. And i also like to say, any upcoming event that I have, I have uh, my second year at the Corkas House, it's supposed to be in May, it's supposed to go back to school. And also, and also just Working on my summer performance, hoping to perform it. Also in Agibu, if we connect, you know, uh, festivals and many other festivals. And my social media handle is um, the Akini, the underscore Akini underscore Viambo. Yeah. That's right. thank you so much. Thank you so much.
0: And then, uh, last but not least, Professor Sanu.
2: <laughs> thank you. Thank you, family. Uh, uh, quickly, thank you, um, uh, uh, Brother Kojo for uh, the support. Thank you. Uh, also, my sister, Diana. Um, yes, in Burkina, quickly we have like some private school. The idea is to bring the thing in the governmental level in the academic, really academic level, but we can, we will do it also. We'll do it. Um, Thomas Sankara did it before. He was nice. like, he studied and, uh, you know, what happened to Thomas Sankara a long time ago. So we step back. Now we are trying to, you know, make things moving forward. And all together, I'm so confident that we will achieve this goal. Thank you. Um, our Upcoming event, I'm working on the... 10 year edition of my festival in and out, uh, dance festival, which is the international dance gathering in public spaces in Burkina Faso. So it will happen December 16th to 30th of December, 2023 in Burkina. So please, if you are, uh, you are not teaching, you are not performing somewhere else, I think December, uh, Burkina is the place to be.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> there, is,
2: there, there is three big dance dance events, so don't, 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 don't miss it. And during in and up Dance Festival, we have this night that I call Mystical Night. Mystical Night, we bring ancient dance connected to the spirituality. And when I said ancient, is the real, true, original form. So where you can see people getting trained entities not try to pretend to be in trance as a western world
0: (laughs) i love how you said that
2: so yes and i'm on facebook agibusano Uh, you can find the name by you know uh, when you share our bio they can easily find my way agibusano on facebook uh same um, ig agibusano and you know i love social media And in out, you can check uh, the www.tamadiatamadia.com.
0: Yes, awesome. Well, you all, all three of y'all are phenomenal. It's such a pleasure to talk. Thank you so much for sharing. So I just want to say to those listening, a huge thank you to our phenomenal guests. Um, Please be sure to connect with them. We'll obviously be sharing um, their information on our website and social media channels um just want to remind you that this uh, particular episode is unique because it is both for Gumbo the Podcast as well as for our new podcast Dance Africana Podcast and so to keep up with Gumbo the Podcast you can visit our brand new website which is gumbo the podcast.com and you can also follow us on Instagram at gumbo the podcast and then uh, the same thing on Facebook as for the Dance Africana Podcast it will be hosted through our website for dance africana the dance company and that's dance africana with a k dot com and our instagram is the same thing and uh, thank you so much again and i hope you enjoy your bowl <laughs>